0: Welcome to All Things D and Story Dungeon, where we share amazing Dungeons and Dragons stories with you every two days. Now, heading inside the dungeon, we have how the dumb barbarian accidentally created the perfect villain. Hi, everyone! All Things D and D is back with another story. Sometimes your players do all the work, creating the perfect villain for themselves. Find out how these slash happy players make a grievous mistake that they will pay for in the end. Some background for this story, I was the DM for a group of 6 and only 2 of the players had ever played D&D before. The veterans and I had all played for almost a decade, and we wanted to get some friends who were interested in D&D into a campaign that would teach them how to play the game. We started up a 3.5 campaign where the first 5 levels or so would teach them how to play and find a class they liked. Once they had that down, I would tailor the rest of the campaign around their preferences. I told them that they would be railroaded a bit for the first few sessions while they learned the basics. This way, they had clear objectives and just needed to worry about learning the mechanics. After that, I would throw a few quest ideas together each week and let them choose which one they wanted to run during the next session. I warned them in the beginning that their actions would have consequences, and things like cold-blooded murder would be frowned upon. I didn't want them to just become a roving band of murder hobos, it happened anyway. The party consisted of a gnome barbarian with an int of four, an evil elf-favored soul who worshipped Tiamat. A changeling rogue who disguised himself as a new person every day. A human dragon fire adept who took several aberrant feats and was more monster than man. A fire ganasi wu jin and a fighter who was half orc, half giant. This party really stands out in the crowd and this ended up being used later. The first two quests were stereotypical intro quests, like deal with wolves that are attacking local farms and escort this caravan to a nearby trading town. Really simple and straightforward quests that they handled pretty well. My first mistake was having a group of bandits raid the caravan and kidnap the merchant lord just before they reached their destination. I figured that they could handle a simple rescue mission pretty easily, but what happened next changed everything I had planned from that point forward. The group tracked the bandits back to their camp where they were holding all the prisoners. After negotiations failed, they decided to just assault the camp and kill all the bandits to rescue the merchant lord. After a long fight, they were successful in killing the bandits outside the tents. Then one of the veteran players said the magic words that changed everything and led to my favorite D&D story. He told the four-ent barbarian, go clear the tents while we finish up out here. Kill anyone you don't recognize from the caravan. The barbarian player decided that her character would take this second sentence literally. She went tent by tent and executed every prisoner or guard she didn't recognize. After four tents, the rest of the party caught on to what was happening. The Wu Jin and Dragonfire adept stopped her from killing the last two tents of people. They grabbed the people from their caravan and left the camp. They escorted the caravan into town and were paid for the escort and rescue they completed. Among the almost 30 people she killed was an NPC, Valon, that I was going to use to introduce the party to an NPC couple, Danica and Marcus, who lived in the town the caravan was headed to. I had a basic investigation style quest ready to let the party act like Sherlock Holmes for a session or two and try to find the people who murdered the couple's daughter. It was the maid. This was going to be the final quest before I asked them what they liked and disliked so far so I could start building future quests with that in mind. It would uncover a necromancy cult in town and end with a fight in the sewers. Classic stuff. After the quest, I figured the couple would never show up again but I wanted to have the groundwork for possible allies set up in advance just in case. For context, I decided to use stats from two retired characters I had created years ago. I did this so I knew what they could reasonably be able to help the party with if the party turned to them in the future for assistance. Marcus was a retired paladin who worshipped a god of war, tactics, and planning. Danica was an archivist who worshipped the same god and specialized in battlefield control and information gathering. Remember how I said that actions would have consequences at the beginning of the campaign? This is where that starts to come into effect. Danica received a ransom letter for Valen from the bandits. The couple was going to sell their house to pay it but it would take a few days to find a buyer. The camp was a day away, so I figured the party would have time to get lost for a day or two and still have time to get the NPC to town and stop the sale. Since he was no longer able to escape and prevent the sale, the couple sold their house. I tried to salvage the necromancy cult quest by having the buyer be a member of the cult. I figured I could try to lure the party into a trap in the basement as a decent hook instead. While the party had fun running through a heavily modified version of the Ravenloth death house, Marcus and Danica went to go pay the ransom. When they arrived, they found all the bodies of the bandits and prisoners strewn about the camp. Danica found the only survivor of the incident, who was a bandit the party trapped and forgotten about in a pit trap. He was starving and dehydrated, but they managed to get info about the attack from him. They learned that an abomination, firewoman, orc and gnome were responsible for the massacre at the camp. They brought Valen's body back to town for burial and planned to use the new info to start tracking down the party. By this point, the party had survived the death house and were in the middle of investigating the necromancer cult. They were lured into Danica and Marcus's old house by the new owner who said he just bought the house and he thought it was haunted. The party assumed that the reason there was undead in the house was because Danica was a necromancer. The party later tracked down some clues which led to the cemetery Valen was buried in. Danica was finalizing the grave with a few decorations and had her pet Raven watching the area for her. It alerted her to the party's arrival and she started to pack up and flee. While the party was searching the area, they set off a ghoul glyph the cult was using to guard a mausoleum with undead in it. The undead came out and fought the party for a bit. The party noticed Danica was running away during the fight and this cemented their suspicions about her. The changeling rogue went to the guards, said Danica was a necromancer and asked to be paid if they managed to catch her. The couple decided it would be better to flee town than risk being attacked by the party again. They were going to go to a nearby town to look for allies to help arrest the party. On their way out, they stole a scroll and grabbed the body of their daughter. They had about a day to raise their daughter before raised dead no longer worked. So I figured I would do one nice thing for these poor NPCs. They may have lost their home, a relative, and their reputations due to the party's actions, but I figured I would give them their daughter back. When the party heard that the couple had fled town, they were determined to hunt them down. The party chased them to an old hideout that contained a few undead in there. Marcus had killed a few around the room that they were going to use to make camp but left the rest to act as a deterrent. They assumed that no one would think they were here if it was filled with undead. Danica used the scroll to raise their daughter, and they set up a basic area to sleep before moving on. The party found the hideout around nightfall, hacked and slashed their way through the undead in there, and searched for the couple. They found Marcus first. When they opened the door to the room he was in, the abomination character was the first one to walk through. After two sentences, both sides were drawing weapons, and the fight was on. He put up a decent fight. But the party beat him unconscious and tried to coup de gra him. When that failed, they stripped him naked, poured alchemist fire down his throat and tossed him into a 60-foot pit to die. The changeling rogue's player decided that it was too much for his character and left the dungeon. Since the party seemed to be turning evil, he planned to switch to a character that would better fit the party. The rest of the party soon found Danica in the makeshift camp with her now alive daughter. The party attacked her with everything they had. Danica killed two PCs before she finally died. The survivors killed the daughter because they assumed she was undead and in disguise. After that, they returned to claim their bounty on the woman they unknowingly framed. The biggest twist came after that session had ended. Since the party knocked Marcus out using non-lethal damage, there was a small chance he may survive all the damage. I rolled to just see how much damage he took from the alchemist fire and fall. If he survived, I would use him again as a recurring antagonist for the party. I managed to roll low enough that he actually survived, but was negative. I rolled to see if he would stabilize at the bottom of the pit. And he did. I don't know why the dice gods wanted him to live, but he did. I decided to have him spend the rest of the campaign gathering allies and hunting the party in the background. He may have started off the campaign as a lawful good paladin, but he ended as a lawful evil blackguard lich, trying to save the world from the murder hobos. I'm still not sure if I should call him or the party the real BBEGs in that campaign. Everyone had fun in the end though, and we started up a new campaign with one of the veteran players as the DM. I still like to occasionally joke that they gave me the perfect backstory for Marcus, if I ever decide to play him in a future campaign. Thanks for listening to All Things DD's Story Dungeon. We'd love to have you subscribe and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Until next time!